Hello, everyone. My name is Ahad Hassan, and welcome to Titan Alumni Talks, a weekly podcast where we talk to alumni about their journey as a Titan and where they are today. Having been established in 1957, Cal State Fullerton is now nearing 300,000 alumni. Because we are a family of Titans, we should ask the question, who are our alumni? Join me every week as we meet some of our CSUF alumni from various industries to answer this question. For today's episode, we have Maria Elena Parada as our guest. She graduated from Cal State Fullerton with a bachelor's in molecular biology in 2011, and she now works as an associate defense attorney at Ford Walker, Haggerty, and Behar. So thank you, Maria Elena, for taking the time to come back on campus. And I see you're dressed in all Cal State Fullerton colors, plus you got the shirt on too. So a lot of school spirit here today. A lot of school spirit. <laughs> thank so, you for having me. No problem. So. What do you do currently now? Okay, so I'm a defense attorney for Fort Walker, Haggerty, and Behar. And what that means is that I, well, what I specialize in is personal injury, premises liability, and wrongful death cases. And our firm is retained by different insurance companies, so we represent their clients when they have accidents. And that's, what, that's basically what I do. Um, and depending on the case, depending on how complex it is, it's a big team of attorneys, and each one of us takes takes charge of certain parts in the case until it eventually goes to trial. So how did you get into this field of being a defense attorney for insurance claims and for injury in particular? I mean, it's a long story, so it depends on how far back you want me to go. You mean starting law school uh, or once I started law school, did I always know I wanted to be a defense attorney? No, I did not. When I was in law school, I gave myself the opportunity to explore the different areas of law so that I could figure out what was my calling and what I was best at. Because in law, there's a lot of things you can do. There's criminal law, there's, like I mentioned, civil litigation, there's a lot of things. So um, I remember I did a couple of internships at different places. Um, For example, I did an internship with the Consulate of Mexico because I'm Mexican. And you know, it was always very clear in my mind that regardless of what area of law I practiced, I wanted to find something where what I did could have an impact and where I could help people of uh, Hispanic descent because my Spanish is fluent and I want to help. And that's how, like, my way of feeling a direct connection. So I did an internship there and I traveled abroad too when I was in law school. I did an internship in Mexico City. So I I explored and explored until I uh, had an internship in a personal injury firm, but plaintiff side. And I learned a lot there. And then, well, I mean, a lot of different internships. But just to give you an idea, I must have done at least seven to ten different internships while I was in law school. I definitely wanted to find out what I wanted. And these were in like different specifications of law. Yes. Okay. So I even did a, uh, some family law. I did <laughs> adoption law. I did a lot of different areas until I found something where I was more comfortable in. And um, after I passed the bar exam, I started looking for an official job as an attorney. Before passing the bar exam, let me tell you, you are a uh, when you're in law school, you're what they call a law clerk. And you help attorneys with little tasks they give you. Once you graduate from law school, um, you're kind of stuck in the limbo while you pass the bar exam where you can still clerk, but you're kind of like, you have a higher status than a clerk because now you're a, uh, a JD, you have a JD, and you can start working. But until you pass the bar exam and you're officially an attorney, you can't be hired as an attorney. Yeah. So you're kind of stuck in the limbo. So I did a couple more jobs while I was a JD. And then once I passed the bar exam, I was in workers' compensation for like a month and a half, and I decided, nope. And then I went into uh, defense, personal injury, which is what I'm doing now. And I like it. I enjoy it very much. So tell me how you got into law, because we mentioned before that you did graduate with a bachelor's in molecular biology. So how did that happen? I'm going to begin that story by telling you that my dad is a doctor. 
So you can imagine growing up and seeing my dad being a doctor. He was my, my hero, and I wanted to be like him. <clears throat> and when I was in high school and I did volunteer work at the clinic where he works, and I would see the impact doctors have in people's lives, and I knew I wanted to do something like that. And I remember I was able to see blood and not feel... Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't feel queasy. I didn't want to vomit. I didn't feel disgusted by it. It was just natural to me. So I felt like I had a calling. So, And I'm also a first-generation student. So I was the first student in my family to go to college in this country. So I knew I wanted to be a doctor. And I asked, what do I have to do to be a doctor? And I remember in high school they said, well, you have to go into a field where it's going to lead you to medical school because you have to meet certain requirements. So when I got to Cal State Fullerton, they told me that uh, biology would be the best fit for me if I wanted to be a doctor. So I became a biology major. And, um, and I enjoyed it. Um, it was very, very challenging. I'm not going to lie. Um, I knew that biology was going to be challenging, but not so challenging because you, you would think at first that biology would entail maybe just biology, <laughs> anatomy, but no, they bombard you with math and calculus and physics and chemistry and ochem. And I cannot tell you how many times I asked myself, oh, what am I doing here? Because it was so challenging. I remember I had uh, friends <clears throat> who were also biology majors with photographic memory. And I kid you not, they were able to look at whatever it was, uh, especially ochem. ochem. They were able to look at little diagrams on the board and memorize the structures. And just by looking at it once or twice with a little photographic memory, they had it down. Me? No. I had to study. Hour after, hour after hour, review, review, review. And then maybe I had it down. <laughs> so being a, a biology student was not easy. It was a complete challenge that required a lot of sacrifices. I remember <clears throat> I would see students in other fields in other, with other majors, and they were able to go to parties, and they were able to have time to become part of sororities, or guys would go to fraternity parties and all that stuff. Me, I always had to study. I always had homework. I always had something that I needed to review or prepare for. I know that um, there's uh, Thanksgiving break coming around. Let me tell you, when, when Thanksgiving break came around for me, that whole week meant I had a lot to read, a lot to study, a lot to outline. And I know other students had big breaks, and I didn't. If anything, I maybe had like one or maybe at most two of those days were free for me because I know I, I knew I had so much to prepare for for the finals coming up oh, okay. <laughs> that there was no way I was going to have fun. Mm -hmm. So it was hard. But I knew that um, it was going to be worth it. So I stuck to it. Um, I went through all those classes that I told you, and I became a biology major. Um, and I finished all the requirements to get into medical school. Uh, I actually applied to medical school. I took the MCAT. That is a yeah. very, very challenging exam. When I think about how many hours I was in there, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, girl, you have been through a lot. And um, so I went through all of that. I applied <clears throat> and then I didn't get in. And I was crushed because you can imagine working so hard for something that you think is the optimal goal in your life and then you don't get in. And then I had a moment in my life where I had to really think about what I wanted to do and really start paying attention to the signs. And that's when I started realizing that um, I had a lot of strengths and things that came natural to me that I kept ignoring. So you know how I told you I was struggling with OCHEM yeah. <laughs> and physics and God knows I struggled with calculus? <laughs> there were other classes that were just very natural to me. Like writing was very natural to me. Analyzing was very natural to me. And I didn't pay attention to that. And I remember one of those general education classes, I had a, I think it was called a civics, civics class, it was a general ed class. 
and that professor really had an impact on me because I remember I wrote some <clears throat> essay on law and she gave it back to me with a very high grade and then she wrote you are a true diamond in the rough consider law and I just ignored it because I said no I want to be a doctor that's it <laughs> thank you but no thank you sort of a thing so when I didn't get into med school that's when I finally started paying attention to all those things that I liked and had been ignoring because I was so close-minded to doctor 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 and then I started listening to to like I said it's just something internal that starts telling me okay the world does not end you have one year to reapply to med school unless you find something you like more and want you and want to give yourself a chance to discover what you want to do so then I started analyzing the, th the things like this like that professor telling me you're meant to be a lawyer I had family members who would tell me look there's more than med school consider other things be a lawyer and I'm like no I'm not gonna be a lawyer I'm not gonna be a lawyer um, believe it or not there was a carnival back when I was a student here and they had a palm reader and being a freshman, I'm like, I'm going to go see what she says about my career. So I went to her and she read my hand and I asked her, am I going to be a doctor? And she said, um, no, I see, I see something different here. I see law. I see something with analysis and psychology maybe, but no, I think it's law. And I was so upset. Um, I was just like, why does she not see that I'm clearly going to be a doctor? <laughs> so when I didn't get into med school, I started thinking about all of those little moments. And then um, there was an open house for the law school I went to, and I decided I should go check it out, just, just to see what would happen. So I went to the open house, and I loved it. I loved the school when I started listening about the program they had, the classes, what the classes were about, what you could do once you became a lawyer. I was just like, I felt like my eyes opened. <laughs> my mind was just blown away. And then I found out that you could finish law school in three to four years versus being in med school forever. Yeah. Well, actually, first, waiting a year just to reapply, just to see if you could get in, and then go to, law, to med school for four years, and then see if you can get into a specialty. My whole life was going to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> At least, like, the next eight, ten years right, would be, like, Right, and I was just like, just okay, Marielena, stop. Listen to the signs around you. Think about what you really want. Visualize how you see yourself in ten years, where you want to be. What do you really want from life? And then I said, all right, I definitely can see that I like law. And not only do I like it, but I think I'd be good at it. And not only would I be good at it, but I think people would appreciate my skills. And I can make a living out of this. So then I said, you know what? I'm going to take the LSAT. I'm going to apply to law school. And if I get in, great. I'll become a lawyer. It was meant to be. And if I don't, then I'll apply back to med school and I'll see how that goes. And you know what? Taking the LSAT and then applying to law school must, must have been the best decision I could have made because <clears throat> I got into law school very easily. Well, not very easily, but compared to med school, yeah. <laughs> the struggles that I was going through, I felt like the doors were just opened and it was meant to be and everything worked out. And I enjoyed law school. I enjoyed the classes and they really did appreciate my skills. And being a biology major, I all that hard work and all those difficult courses helped me because there were <clears throat> I, I had a discipline. Like, I was a good student. I knew that law school was going to entail a lot of reading, a lot of outlining, a lot of memorizing and analyzing. And I was ready because of all those things I went through when I was a biology major. So then I thought, okay, well, things happen for a reason. And look, now I get to be here with you, <laughs> trying to uh, inspire and tell other students about how I ended up where I am. 
So I want to touch on the whole getting into law school. So because you didn't major in it in undergrad, how were you able to get into law school? What were the requirements for that? See, the thing is, I always thought that to get into law school, you needed a specific major. And yeah, they would expect like you to be a law expert by the time you got in or that you had to be a political science major. Nope. They will take any, any degree that oh, you have. Okay. So if you want to be a political science major and decide you want to go straight into law school, perfect. If you want to be a Spanish major and then you want to go into law school, perfect. You just need a good LSAT score that oh, shows okay. that you have the ability to analyze and think critically and you're good. So to them, me having a biology degree was actually an asset because I was so prepared with all that math, all that yeah. bio, all that physics. They knew they knew I had brains, basically, yeah. and they said, OK, well. Good, good LSAT, good background. They knew I was a first-generation student. They knew I was going to work hard. And I guess all that uh, worked together for me to get in. Because that's interesting. It's completely different from med school, where you would need to get a major in specialization and have a full background in biology, plus take the MCAT in order for you to get into med school. Right. But with this, you just need to take the LSAT and you're good to go. The LSAT, I mean, there's of course, if you want good scholarships, oh, yeah. right scholarships, you there's probably more things you can do to guarantee that internships that show you want to be a lawyer with all your heart, you know, <laughs> definitely major and know that you have some experience. Be a law clerk for a firm and show that you have some experience that this is really what you want. But for someone like me, although I didn't have the experience, I had a solid degree and I had a good LSAT score that kind of backed me up. Your favorite destination you've traveled to? Thailand, Thailand. without a doubt. Oh, okay, when did you go there? When I was a student here. Oh, oh, you studied abroad? I studied abroad. Oh so this is how it happened. As a bio major, I think it was my second or third year. I can't remember. But they had a study abroad program, and I won a scholarship to go do research in Thailand. So I was out there for almost a month and a half or a month, and I traveled to uh, Bangkok, and then I went to Chiang Mai, and I studied at the University of Chiang Mai and did research. I went out to the villages, and we had translators who would help us interview the, the, the village people. And then I also had the opportunity to travel to the islands, the island of Koh Samui. It's a beautiful experience. I love Thailand. So you said it was a month and a half. Was that over the summer? Over the summer. Would you recommend studying abroad? Yes, without a doubt. When I was in law school, I studied abroad because of the good experience that I had when I went to Thailand and studied abroad as a student here. Because you don't travel by yourself. You travel with a group of students. You travel with professors. You're not alone, basically, and they can guide you. And because I was so young and inexperienced, I didn't feel comfortable traveling by myself, especially uh, like to I remember when I told my parents I wanted to, I was going to go to Thailand. And they were like, what? Because of everything that they hear, you know, all the dangers and the kidnapping. And that Taken movie had just recently oh, yeah. been released. <laughs> and my dad was like, no, you're not yeah. going to Thailand. Go to London. Go. They had a study abroad program yeah. in London as well. I was like, no, dad, that's like 16 weeks and a half or something like that. And this one's shorter and I'm going to mm-hmm. get a lot out of it. And I want a scholarship. I want to take advantage of that. Yeah. So... I remember they had like a putlock party. My parents went to that party and met the professors I was going to go oh, with. Okay. And my dad actually went as far as telling the professor, please take care of me. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how old I was, 19? Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of embarrassing, like but you know, no, I, I, I get it. That. I have protective parents too. Yeah. I'm like, I'm the only girl, or oh, the okay. only daughter, the eldest daughter, the yeah. first one to go to college. So yeah. you can imagine, they, yeah. they, they want to take care of me. never traveled abroad by myself. So oh, okay. they wanted to make sure I was going to be safe. But I, I absolutely love that experience. I see. Yeah. I'll tell you something though. If you can get a scholarship or save up for the trip so you don't have to get a loan, I would yeah, highly yeah, recommend that idea. because um, when I was a student here, I got around, I, I got through college with scholarships, a lot of scholarships, and I saved a lot of money. Um, and when I went into law school, then I started getting loans yeah. because law school is very expensive. So I would say if you have plans to get a, ma- a master's or pursuing higher education, don't get in debt while you're in college. Get in debt 
you know, later on. Delay it as much as possible. So save up, work, do whatever you have to do, get those scholarships and travel. So did you work on campus as a student? I did not, except my the summer of my first year, so when I became a sophomore, I was a new student orientation leader. <laughs> and um, that summer, I, um, we gave student tours, and I started the first tours in Spanish. I proposed that idea, and they're like, you want to do it? I'm like, yes, I'll try it. So then we started that, and then a couple of us started doing the tours in Spanish as well. And I remember we would put on like a, like a presentation, sort of like ASB high school, but college. And that's what I did for that whole, I think it was for a month. And I don't think I worked on campus after that. Oh, okay, I see. Did you get paid for that or no? Yes, I did. Oh, okay, so you get paid for that. Mm -hmm. Mm, I should sign up. Yeah. (laughs) So your favorite Cal State Fullerton memory? My favorite Cal State Fullerton memory? Yeah. Uh, Like in a class or just in general? Just in general. You know, I got to tell you, when I found out I won that full ride scholarship trip to Thailand, (laughs) that was very memorable. That was it. Yes. Did you live on campus or did you commute from home? I commuted from home. Oh, okay. And where did you live at that time? At home with my... Or what was it? I lived in the Garden Grove area. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like too far. No, it wasn't too far. My drive here was maybe 28 minutes. Okay, that isn't like that. Without traffic. Oh, okay, yeah. But you know what I did as a student? I remember if I had class in the morning and then my last class ended at 4, there was no way I was going to go home because I knew traffic was going to be pretty bad. So I waited till after after 6, 6, 10, 6.30. I would come to the library and get started on my homework. And then when I knew that there wouldn't be so much traffic, I would head home because I didn't want to waste time. That does make sense, yeah. Because I live in Corona, so like oh, commuting wow. back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's around like an hour each way, though. Oh. So it isn't like the worst. Because I know people who commute from further. Do you come to school every day of the week? Uh, yeah, Monday through Friday. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you take morning classes or like I afternoon did. classes? I, I, ha- I took morning classes, evening classes, all sorts of classes. We, because oh, okay. with biology, my lab classes were three oh, yeah. hours long. Mm-hmm. Lecture was like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a lot. So you ended up, sometimes I would end up being here from very early to very late. Your goals and aspirations, let's talk about that. So when you were in college, what were your goals? Like what did you, instead of like like disregarding the fact that you wanted to be a doctor, yeah, when you were a doctor, what did you want to specialize in? I wanted to be um, a dermatologist. Oh, okay. Or, um, what else did I want to be? No, I think I wanted to be a dermatologist. dermatologist. I thought it was very interesting. Oh, okay. And you know why I wanted to be a dermatologist? Because I remember thinking they can have, they can choose their business hours. They don't have to be on call at the hospital. Yeah. And that way they can have, I, I could have a balanced life mm-hmm. and have a family and still have my practice. And I think that's why I want to be a dermatologist. And it doesn't seem like too stressful being a dermatologist right. in comparison Versus to being a neurologist. Versus imagine working in the ER. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. What's your favorite book to read? Have you had like a favorite book to read? Um, yes. I, it's, it's not just one book. Oh, okay. I really like uh, books that talk about um, personal aspirations and mm. goals. Um, I don't really do... Uh, sometimes I like to read romantic Oh, okay. novels yeah. as well mm, but I would have to say I think most of the reading I do now because I look I read a lot yeah. <laughs> at work I read all oh, yeah. day I write all day mm-hmm. so when I get off work sometimes the last thing I want to do is keep reading mm-hmm. I want my eyes to rest yeah. but when I do read I, I do some kind of like motivational speaker novels I like those I see. Okay. Um, those relax me and they give me energy you know yeah. um, versus reading about you know science fiction or, or stressful stuff I'm like I have enough yeah, there's already <laughs> enough stress. Like, right, and my cases are enough yeah. drama sometimes. I feel like I've invested so much of my life into my education and putting myself in the position where I am now that I think I, st- I need to start, like my new goal in life is to start focusing on my personal life, mm-hmm. you know? So now my goal is uh, to, of course, keep growing in my profession, yeah. but also finding a balance and a time to have my own family, have kids, um, my own house, things like that, that, that are, it's just a different focus. If, yeah. 
So that changed that from sense. when you were like in college till oh, now. Oh yeah, no. When I was in yeah. college, I was all about school, 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 education and like career. Career. But now that you're very there, oriented. Now that I'm here, it's, it's more like family and focusing on something else. Yeah, and building like your relationships around you. Right, right, right. I see. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That a lot of people are focused on that to begin with. And did you also go straight from high school to college? I did. Oh, okay, yeah. I did when I was in high school. I, I don't want to say I was a nerd because I really wasn't a nerd. Yeah. I was nerdy-ish in the sense that um, I was in all the honors classes, all the AP classes that I could possibly take. And um, yeah, I was just very motivated to be a good student. Yeah. So then I went straight to college. Oh, okay. I see. Because then you already knew what you were planning to do yes. at that time. Yes. Because a lot of people and a lot of guests on here who didn't know what they wanted to do, they... Uh, went to junior college first in order to get like you said before that it is expensive to be mm-hmm. in a four-year university so they explore everything in that junior college mindset and then they come here knowing what they want to do and the way I see, look I, i've mentioned that i had scholarships yeah so when i did, when i got into cal state fullerton and i realized that uh, financially was going to be affordable for my family and for me i thought it was a very wise decision because i didn't want to put myself in a situation where i end up going to a private school and I'm in debt forever, yeah. just in college. <laughs> Imagine higher education, yeah. right? So um, so that's why I ended up coming to Cal State Fullerton. It was local. And I remember when I started college, my mom gave birth to my youngest sibling. Oh. And I, I remember, no, no, no. He was maybe two years old when I started college. I see. But I wanted to stay local because I wanted to be around my, my brother. And I didn't want him to to grow up and say, oh, yeah, I have a sister. She's a lot older than me and I don't know where she is, yeah. you know. So I kind of wanted to stay local because I'm very close to my family. That makes sense. So it, it worked out for me. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, the way tuition is and everything, I would say that if you don't get into your dream school or you don't get a scholarship, I think it's I don't see anything against going into a junior college. Because I've met a lot of people who went to a junior college and then applied to a four-year university and ended up getting into the college of their dreams or being able to save up to pay for the four-year college. Yeah. So I don't. I, I remember when I was in high school, it was frowned upon, kind of, to go into a junior college if you were an AP and honor student. It's like, that's not what you do when you're an AP and honor student. You go into a straight four-year college and it would kind of shy you, and not shy you away, but frown upon it. You know, like, it's like like a loser status but now that i think about it it's pretty darn smart because you're saving a lot of money you can get into maybe a a very good four-year college or save up for whatever four-year college you choose to go to including cal state fullerton and be able to afford the tuition the books the studying abroad etc etc so i guess that's another good piece of advice for for students now you know like uh, don't don't let anybody influence what you feel is best for you so there's a huge benefit to doing that and another thing I wanted to ask is success. What does it mean to you, and how has that definition changed when you were in college at first, and then now, what is your definition of success? You know, that's a great question. If you asked me when I was in high school, what is success? Getting into college was a success. Mm-hmm. When I was in college, what was a success? Graduating and, oh, back then, I guess, becoming a doctor and yeah, going, to med school. <laughs> going to med school. And then when I got into law school, success was finishing law school and becoming a lawyer and that that honestly made me feel like if I could get to that point I would be successful yeah. so now I guess I feel successful but now I have other goals yeah. that would make me feel fulfilled and that also has a lot of value there's yeah. feeling successful professionally and then fulfilled and to me b- being fulfilled now would be having that balance between being having a good uh, a solid position in my career but also have, being, having a family of my own and right and because I mean when I when I say that to me, being successful was graduating from law school and becoming a lawyer. It's not just becoming a lawyer. It's everything that comes with becoming a lawyer. 
having a stable job, having a stable salary, baby, being able to become independent, like you said, all those things come wrapped into being, you know, reaching that goal. So I understand what you're saying perfectly. But I guess to me, I just encapsulated all those little minor goals into, oh, shoot, if I get into that, if I manage to succeed and becoming that, I'm going to be able to make everything else happen. So something else is, would you ever change anything if you were to go back to Cal State Fullerton? Like, is there one thing if you go back in time that you would do differently? Yes. What would that be? I um, would not have closed myself up to being a doctor so much. Mm-hmm. And I would have, um, I would have, I don't, I don't know if the right term is fight, but I would have definitely asked for uh, more guidance, more career guidance. I don't feel I like I have that. Um, it w- I had guidance, but it was just to take this class, take this other class. But it was never really about analyzing what your strengths were and yeah. what you really should do. Or, look, getting to this internship, it's going to help you figure out what you want. I didn't really have that. And I wish I did because, like yeah. I said, maybe I would have ended up doing political science. And yeah. instead of, you know, going through <laughs> OCHEM and... Yeah. <laughs> all those <laughs> physics, math classes, yeah, staying with I all that. Maybe I would have ended up, you know, going to law school earlier and finishing earlier. and. Mm-hmm. But... You never know what's going to happen. That's true, Or why yeah. they say things are meant to be a certain way. You're de- you have a destiny. and yeah. So maybe I had to go through biology to figure out what I really wanted to do. And maybe I wouldn't have figured it out had I not given myself that chance. But if there's one thing that would I would have changed, it's probably that. Just giving myself, um, not, not the opportunity, but to, to go out there mm-hmm. and ask for help in deciding what I want to do. Like say, look, I realize that I'm good at a lot of things because you know what? You could put me in a communications class, in a bio class, in a Spanish class, in an in, uh, English class. And I was good at all of them. Like, I could do everything. I was a hardworking student, so I wasn't going to fail any class. Yeah. I, I, I could do it. So I was very flexible. And that's why I had such a hard time figuring out what I wanted to do as a career. And I focused on medicine because I'm like, okay, well, everything I know how to do, I can use into that career. Yeah. But I wish someone had sat down with me and said, look, here's a test you can take. This is what you can do. Open your eyes. Open your mind. There's more to life than medicine, you know? Yeah. And that would be something that I would ask students to do now if they don't know what they want to do. Go ask for help. Mm. Demand help. You're paying for tuition. You have a lot of resources now that maybe didn't exist before. And, you know, there's all sorts of uh, things you could do online, too, to help yourself. Take advantage of it. You know, things happen for a reason. They're meant to happen. But, I mean, you asked me what I would change. And I'm being honest. Like, that would have saved me me so much time (laughs) because I studied so much. You know, had I known that I wanted to be a lawyer, maybe I would have taken a different path when it came to a major. And maybe I would have been able to go to parties and stuff. I don't know. Uh, Things like that. But I don't regret what I did. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things. Don't have, like, any regrets because if you do, then... It might not have led you where you are now. Like, exactly. say you did political science Give me and maybe the solid you didn't like it. That I have. Maybe mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had them. Maybe I wouldn't be a good lawyer. I don't. I. I don't know how my life would have been different. I don't regret being a biology major. I. There's still professors I keep in touch with that I respect very much. Doctor uh, Professor Kasem. I don't know if she's still teaching, um, but I. I do follow her on social media and we keep in touch that way. And they inspired me. And I do not regret being a bio major because of everything that I learned. Yeah. Would maybe. Choosing a different major have sped things up for me, probably. <laughs> so it's not like I want to change something huge in my life. It's just that you know, and I don't think it's something uh, something bad. It's something that I feel all students should really do now, even from high school. Yeah. I think I think uh, teachers need to do a. I don't know what they do that now, but maybe like a personality or career assessment test. Assessment test because I remember when I was in high school, if I remember correctly, they would just sit you down in the computer station, make you take a test, and then they would tell you, ask you questions, and then they would kind of tell you, okay, based on your answers, you're good at this, this, and that. Yeah. And guess what always would come up? Lawyer. Doctor. 
lawyer always so i was confused i was just like okay well i'm definitely gonna be a doctor because it always comes up as a doctor my dad's a doctor i'm good at medicine but maybe there's more specialized help for people that they don't know about and i'm pretty sure there's better better tests now and better options now so do you have any closing advice to give to students trying to get into your field or maybe that are unsure about things is there anything that you would like to add in i i think i've said uh signs yeah. <laughs> listen to the signs a little bit too much <laughs> during this interview but i think that made a difference in my life when i started listening to to those things that just randomly started happening that started opening my eyes my <laughs> mind and my heart to what i really wanted to do so my advice to everyone who's listening is to not be blinded to those signs to those things that your heart and your mind and your heart all agree with listen to those closely yeah. and there's nothing wrong with taking a second to really think about what you want you're in a school that is offering you the guidance and the support to build yourself into a professional with a lot of uh, education and foundation academically but you have to also make yourself into a very solid human being and really put yourself in a situation where you think okay i'm proud of what i have accomplished so far how do I see myself in 10 years? Really think about that because time flies. Yeah. And that would be my last closing uh, piece of advice. All right. So with that, we're going to end the episode here. Thank you so much, Maria Elena, for joining us this week and sharing your experiences and wisdom with us students. I know I learned definitely a lot from what you've said, and I'm sure a lot of students here will also just understand because I know a lot of people are conflicted about choosing a major that they want to do versus having a passion for something and knowing that it might not lead to a lot of monetary or career gain later on, but sometimes they have to make that balance between the brain and the heart and just decide what they want to do. So definitely, I feel like a lot of people will benefit from the advice that you gave and your experiences was changing from microbiology to law. I do mentor some students now. Oh, okay. So I'd be more than happy to, you know, mentor Catholic students. So there's like, if you want to ask her any questions, you can go on there, search up her name and talk to her through it. And you can just let her know that you like to listen to the episode. You just liked hearing her speak. So be sure to join that and you'll be able to do that. So if you missed any of our episodes, you can check them out on YouTube by searching for CSUF alumni. 